What is up, guys? And welcome back to episode eight of the Rush Hour podcast. I am John, and I'm with my friend Paul today. Unfortunately, Hunter can't make it. He said he wanted to play his MLB The Show rank game. Fair enough. Um, unfortunately, it's no good, Albert guys. today. So it's just going to be me and Paul. Um, we're going to be talking some some early baseball, some early Knicks, and our, our main focus Early is Knicks? There's 10 games left in the season here, kid. Sorry, some quick Knicks. I meant to say that, not early, but we're only going to talk about the Knicks for a little bit. And then we're going to talk mostly some NFL drafts, mainly around the Jets and the Giants. But we'll, we'll talk about some, some interesting teams and, and where they slot in, who, who we think they're going to take. But Paul's going to lead us right into uh, the New York Yankees' struggles, as well as them starting to figure themselves out. So uh, within the last well, it's been a while since we've actually talked about baseball. Yeah, it's on been the podcast. it's been a, it's it's been been a hell little, of a long time. Been a, little, been a little bit since we you know covered baseball on the podcast, but uh, the Yankees came out struggling. I think, in my opinion, uh, they weren't really hitting the ball well. I mean, you're seeing that with the Mets right now. I mean, they're about to lose one nothing. So. Yeah, it's, there's two outs right now. They look like absolute I'm not shocked. Dog, absolute poop. Yeah. So, I mean, the Yankees did struggle early hitting. I think you know now that they they. You know, I think they're a long ball dependent team. I think a lot of the teams in the MLB have result like have become long ball dependent teams, and I don't think that's a crazy thing to say as the game has developed in a long ball game. I, I do think the Yankees have plenty of guys that can go deep pretty consistently. I, I I do think that lineup changes need to be made. I do think that management changes need to be made, but that's besides the point. I I do think that the Yankees have found themselves. Their bullpen's phenomenal. Garrett Cole's phenomenal. They need another starter. They have to bring somebody. They in need the to deadline. find somebody. Yeah, I, I think they're they're a team that definitely will will be hunting. They need the to deadline. buy. They need to buy at the if deadline. The, if the Yankees can can be maybe five to ten games over by the deadline, they're definitely going to be a team that hunts because that division. Need to buy. Other than the Red Sox, who for some reason look great right now, just offensively they look ridiculous. And only they only put a run up tonight. As uh, uh, well, you have to all have, also have to think about who they're facing. Yes, obviously. Here's a two-two to Dom Smith. And he takes it three and two. Sorry for announcing that, but that could have been the last pitch. Don't worry. Well, anyway, about the Mets, it's just really, really hard to watch. Uh, Similarly, Yankees with their long ball dependency, but it's been an ongoing thing with the Mets. Even for the last few years, it just seems like if they don't hit home runs, they're going to lose games because they're batting 190 with runners in scoring position this year. I mean, that's just unacceptable. Dom Smith strikes out. uh, Game's over. Yep. DeGrom is two and two with a .5 ERA. If I was him, I, I I'm asking for a trade. Obviously, I think he says he likes New York. I I I'd That's, retire from baseball I, if I. Were I wouldn't him. retire because he wants to win, or he wants to win that. I'm pretty okay. Yes, I understand. I he, understand that. He, but with the record he, he has, like, could you imagine if he played on like the Dodgers or any of these teams? Oh my God, he wins 35 games. I mean, is all 35 his, starts. That, this is his 88th consecutive game, or not consecutive, 88th game where he's given up one run or less. I don't even know how many games he's given up yeah, two or terrible. less and maybe gotten a loss. So it, it's ridiculous. But terrible. yeah, like yeah. I said, the Mets, if they don't have like runners in scoring position, they had a lot of times tonight. They could have had it, you know, JD Davis, first and third, first inning, they had first and second. Then they got his first and third. They had another strike at it. It just, it almost seems impossible. I don't know if they're pressing because they know DeGrom is, is that dominant and they know, or maybe they're relaxed and they go, oh, DeGrom's only going to go run. We just need to play our game. You can't guys. I mean, maybe you have to pitch like Dylan G's out there for, for everybody to hit. It just, I really don't know what to do. Uh, another thing that I wanted to follow up with is definitely Fr- Francisco Lindor's offensive struggles. And, and that's not to say that defensively hasn't been good. He's been, he's been phenomenal. And, and I think one thing that, that uh, is a glimmer of hope is that he's not letting his offense 
uh, bring down his defense or the way he acts. But I just think offensively, you're really – if you're Noodle Indoor or if you're a Met fan who hasn't watched much of him, you probably think this is who he's going to be. And right now, you could say that, and I really can't argue it. I mean, his swing just isn't there. It looks like he's late to the ball. I mean, other than the offensive struggles, it's been all right. But it's just – it's hard to watch. One home run, three RBIs, that's not what Met I, fans I, signed I up do, for. I do think that – I mean, I was talking to my friend about it before – Dora has been a guy who's gotten off to relatively slow starts to seasons. Mm-hmm. Not going to sit here and say he got get he's red hot every year. He he usually gets off to the slow start. Understandable. He hasn't faced live pitching in a very long time. He's still facing new guys. He hasn't seen some of these guys before because he played in the AL and now he's moving to the NL, which is much more competitive than the AL now. I do think that Lindor will pick it up eventually. I don't know when it will be. But I do believe in the fact that we are we're paying the money for a good reason. Yeah, what well, one thing I've seen among some players who sign these big deals, it seems like their first year is almost their worst year. I mean, you saw it with Manny Machado. He had, Bryce Harper. You'd yeah, I was gonna say Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis. Uh, I was going to say him, but I mean, after that that injury he had, he's come back and now he's swinging with two hands instead of one, and it's starting to work. Um, yeah, but yeah, you've seen it with guys. So, so he could struggle early and I think Met fans are just going to have to deal with that. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the booze. I have, I never have been. I, I really don't think that's uh, sure. I might, I might dislike him at times now. And that's understandable as a Mets fan, when you're yeah. watching us lose one, nothing in games, we should win because yeah. the ground's on the mound, but, but the booze but, are completely unnecessary, but the, he, there's going to be 1620 games played while he's under contract in the regular season, hoping that. COVID isn't still a thing or some new virus isn't a thing and seasons get shortened, <laughs> but 1,620 games are going to be played while Francisco Lindor's under contract with the Mets. And he's played 19 of them. Yep. Let's I, calm down with the whole Lindor stinks and the booze and all that. <laughs> it, it's, he hasn't even played like a 10th of his career in, in, in New York. Yet. Most of this Lindor stinks is just from a bunch of, of Twitter nerds who, who want to get likes and they want to get views and want to get clicks guys like New York Mets news. So, so I really think that the true Met fan knows that obviously it's a little worrying, but you can't be something you struggle over. We're 19 games in. Um, one thing that, that I have really liked about the Mets is, is this rotation. I mean, it's only going to get better when you have guys like Carrasco and Syndergaard coming back, but you're even getting quality starts from guys like David Peterson, Peterson. Joey Lucchese. Hey, you know, he's been all right. That sure. Joey, but... Joey Lucchese isn't supposed to be in the rotation. I love him I as a long inning guy, you know, or yeah. a long relief yeah. guy. I think, I think he's an he, inning eater. I think he's role. an inning eater. He describes yeah. him as he looked across me as an inning eater. The bullpen has not been as bad as advertised, obviously early, early on they had their struggles. Trevor May with a nice yeah, inning early, there. Miguel Castro's look great. Uh, Diaz has been has been pretty ridiculous as of late, other than the little hiccup he had. But I mean, obviously that was extra innings, and there's a guy in second base, and it was a second yeah. inning, so it, it's tough. It's it's not on him, dude. Yeah. It's like we should have we should have scored a run in that inning. It, it, we yeah. if we didn't score oh. a run, I mean, it's like also, whatever. Sorry, I was gonna point out. I, I forgot to say defensively, the Mets have just not been what they need to be. Obviously, the door's been pretty good, but. Uh, guys like J.D. Davis, they've been hitting, but the, the, the defense is killer. I mean, D- Davis, Davis at 30 had the two errors in the Cubs game, an error in the, in the game after that. Uh, Dom Smith is really not or shouldn't be an everyday. I, I do th- I do think the double that Xander Bogart hit tonight should not have been a double. I do think that yeah. a, a good fielding outfielder will get there. Yeah. Also, um, I was going to point out, Alonzo has actually looked pretty good at first, better than I thought. But oh, I always unbelievable. Think he's been very underrated. As a defender, I think that because he was so bad in AAA and in the minors, 
I think he was kind of written off as this bad, bad defender, but it's really not that true. He's actually not that bad. I think Dom Smith probably is better defensively, but, but Alonzo needs to get some credit there. He's hit the ball a little bit better. He's only batting about 230, but so is every other Met right now. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. It's useless to talk about the Mets right now. Yeah. Like, I waste so much energy. We're going to move on and talk about uh, the Knicks' nine-game winning streak. There Unfortunately, it did come about. to an end. But right now, the Knicks are up 10 points with a minute and two to go. So, hopefully, they're uh, on the right track. It, I, I think that that'll be 10 out of their last 11. I don't think anyone has Randall's said that. has got 31. I don't think anyone said the Knicks have won 10 of the last 11 uh, since Jason Kidd was wearing a Knicks uniform and it's just unbelievable. Randall, I mean, he's been something else. I mean, he had a hiccup. Uh, I keep saying guys have had hiccups, but he had a, a, a tough performance. Right. Yeah, uh, cool. The Suns, he, he, but he, he played bad been, against the Suns. He has been everybody played. Yeah. Everybody played bad against the Suns. He played he's except for Derrick Rose. Unbelievable. Yeah, Derrick Rose is the the exception. He's been unreal. Barrett, like uh, Paul has pointed out, becoming a great number two option. Uh, I mean, Paul, if you want to elaborate a little bit on that and, and why he's so good as a number two. He's, he's, uh, I mean, Randall has just been unbelievable. I don't know for people who haven't watched the Knicks. He's really he plays 40 minutes a game. He's just a game changer at all times. I mean, when he's on the court, he's a, just unbelievable. I think RG Barrett moving into that number two role, as I've addressed in earlier episodes, I think he actually has moved into number two role pretty well. I don't know if John agrees with me, but I do, I do think that RG Barrett when consistent gets that gets the job done. If his three pointer is consistent, he's on. I think that that's something you're going to see. Uh, as Paul unfortunately has to leave for a little bit. Uh, what are you doing, Paul? I'm watching Paul Zoom screen. Oh, he's just left. I think that RJ Barrett has uh, a lot of potential because if he can hit the three ball, he's going to play well because he's always been a very good driver. He's a very good. He's a guy who, who knows his way around the basket. If he throws it up, most likely it's going in. Um, but like I said, his free throw percentage has been much better and. When he shoots the three pointer, sky well, high compared gone. to last year. Sky high yeah. compared to Speaking last sky year. Sky high. Obi Toppin has actually uh, been playing a little bit more recently, and I'm excited to see him. I obviously not not the role that you really expected coming in, but uh, due to Randall's success, I think you know this is what you're going to get this year. Hopefully, Obi can can learn from Randall this year and and become a better player next year. I do think um, Obi's a good player. I, I really do. do. I, I really do. I, I, and he's a good guy. I'm rooting for him. You know, it's not like he's a, a, a bad guy. The Knicks win 113 to 94. Uh, John, we're, we won by now. 20. Won by 10. 113 minus 94 is 10. Nine. That's 19. No, it's you won not. by 19. No, it's not. Oh, my God, it is. Oh, I really got a I apologize. Points. <laughs> a Donovan Catholic education. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I'm, t- won, I'm taught. Won by nine, I'm, t- won by I'm taught points. well there. I'm taught well there. Anyways. Uh, do you think that they could maybe make a, a playoff push late in the season, really in terms of, of them, you know, making their way maybe past the first round? I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I do think that with, you know, we've, we've been hot as of late, like really hot as of late. And I do think, it, you know, if if we do get a good favorable matchup first round, could get out of there. We play the Hawks in the first round. You definitely get out of there. I, I, yeah, I think there's two main things to a good playoff team. One, you got to have talent. So, so if you're an eight seed, usually you're not going to win. I know the Knicks were an eight seed a long time ago. They ended up making it to the finals, but they weren't really that true eight seed. They had some injuries and they came back. But I think like 
the main thing is the first three seeds are usually your favorites, but if a team like a four or five can get hot, they can make runs. The biggest things are just being talented and getting hot at the right time. Usually not as important as baseball in terms of getting hot, but if, if a, a guy like Randall or a guy like uh, Rose or Barrett can continue their hot streaks they're on, I don't see why the, the Knicks couldn't make a push. And I think if they play the Hawks, I think that's a sure thing. I, I'd, I'd bet all the money I had on that. Um, yeah. I, I, what are they, 4-0 now against the Hawks this year? I have no clue. They've been very successful Wait, against mean, the Hawks in the last five the, years. The, the streak completion uh, against Trey Young would have been uh, probably snapped if Trey Young didn't snap his own ankle. Um, but unfortunately, right, that's not happened. Snap ankles. <laughs> I know, but he, it, he had like a very mild minoring. ankle sprain. No, it helped the Knicks. Uh, prayers yes, up, prevail. Pray, prayers up to Trey Young, though. Very good player. Paul, but, do you do you want to uh, lead us into some NFL draft discussion? I mean, as long as people realize that the Knicks should, you know, <laughs> the Knicks the Knicks are good right now, guys. But let's let's take let's, this we, in. Take this in. We re- we don't get this, this often. I know let's there's a lot of people this. listening who are Knicks fans. I think that's the consensus of the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, whatever you want to call it, area. Uh, take this in, tri state. Yeah, there you go, tri state. This could be a fluke year. I talked to Paul recently. It is scaring me because it's such a turnaround. They could be flat next year. Bear, uh, you know, Randall Let's just appreciate what we have now. Let's Take sit in, in the present. Sit you in know, the present. I don't enjoy. think anyone did it when Melo was on the Knicks because we didn't think it was happen. This would happen. Enjoy good basketball. Enjoy it. Yes. Enjoy it. Enjoy the good basketball the Knicks have been playing. Enjoy we'll talk about the draft. Being happy. Yes. We'll talk right. about the draft. Let's talk some drafts. Um, I don't really think there's a debate on who the Jets are going to take it to. Yeah, I, really I, I, I do think there should be a debate, but there isn't a debate anymore. I do think that Justin Fields has slowly fell down Definitely. on the list. If you if you have if you've seen what's recently gone on in mm-hmm. the football world, according to the draft, I know a little bit more about the draft than John does because it, it's kind of like yeah, my thing. I, me, I me and Paul talked about it. I, I'm more of a I, I know the, NFL the guys guy. that the Jets are taking, but I am more of an NFL guy. Yeah, I, I do happen to watch a lot of college football stuff i kind of know the players that are you know like first second round guys i know i know those guys so i i do think zach wilson will be the pick at number two i don't think that justin fields should have been out of the equation so fast i do think justin fields is an unbelievable prospect who's lit up the field since he stepped on it and i do think you know he's got the potential to be better than zach wilson and if he is then he is if he's not, I still think Zach Wilson's going to be a hell of a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Knowing the Jets and, and knowing their their history of selecting quarterbacks, most likely this isn't going to work out. But uh, if I was the GM of the Jets, I think we had this with Hunter, and he said, what do you say, Penny Sewell? That was a long yeah. time ago, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And that was before Darnold, so I think it was fair to make that statement. Uh, but now without a quarterback, I think the option probably narrows down to, to Fields, Wilson, maybe even Lance, but I really don't think that those guys are there. Although Lance the, is, is skyrocketing in value. Could, I mean, he's could, almost close I'll to talk, I'll talk briefly about the, the quarterback kind of rankings at this yeah. at this point. Obviously, Lawrence, if he doesn't go number one, uh, Urban Meyer and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars might need to rethink. I think the owners, I think the owner will probably sell the team right when that pick and uh, the GM, the GM will get fired. The assistant yeah. GM will get fired. Everybody in that front office will get fired. If, yes. just, if Trevor Lawrence is on the fans team. will start Two. throwing stuff onto the field. They're not even there. I, I do think that the second ranked quarterback in the draft, I've had this for a while. is Justin Fields. I do think he has a slight edge, slight NFL, more NFL ready quarterback than Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is right below him though. 
I am a little scared of Justin Fields' ability to to get off the first read. I lot I watched a, a decent yes. amount of that. Mm-hmm. I think was it the semifinal game is when he had the the, the Clemson game performance. Yeah. yeah, I was although he had some nice throws. I watched a lot. It just looked like a he was locking on the receivers, yeah. and that's something that Darnold had a real issue with in college. I, I feel like that's something pros. that a lot of college quarterbacks do because yeah. it's like you have that one dominant guy, and, yeah, it's, and, and, and you throw it's like it ten to yards them. of separation. It's like a guy like Mac Jones. Like that's why I think Matt, teams are a little scared no, because he's got Matt, such no, a good offense. Matt, Mac Mac Jones was probably the quarterback that. Did it did what you said, like what you hate, like looking at your first read. Well, here's least. what I'll say though, Paul. Because look, think... he also had three receivers to throw the ball to. I know, but three he also unbelievable had three players. great receivers. That's that means he, he's yeah, exactly. having exactly ten yards of, of coverage. I mean, I think obviously you had to take into account you saw it with two. I think that's something that uh the dolphins are concerned about because it looks like he doesn't want to make that throw. He's kind of scared. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's something Ryan Fitzpatrick tried to help him with, but yeah, yeah, it looks like he's scared to fit the tight window because it's not something he's used to. Maybe he gets used to it. Maybe Mac Mac Jones, according to a lot of draft analysts, is the most NFL ready quarterback in this draft. I totally disagree with that. I'm not a draft analyst, but so before <laughs> well, I'm not Mel contradict- Kuiper, Mel Kuiper isn't any better than us. I'm, anyway. I'm contradicting what they say. I'm not saying they're wrong. I, I just don't agree with the fact that Mac Jones is the best quarterback. For, to go in day one and be the best player. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than him. I think Justin Fields is better than him. I think Zach Wilson is better than him. I don't think Trey Lance should play his first season in the NFL. I don't think first year he should play. He's a very raw quarterback with loads and loads of potential, and I can't address the amount of potential that man has. Could, could a team like Washington maybe take him? Trade up. They got to take him under their wing? They got to. They got to trade up. I think that could be pretty. Lance smart. is Lance is going to go within the top fifteen picks. What so do you think the the Broncos situation is now? They just traded for Bridgewater. Is I, he? I I do think there's here's what I'll say though, on the team. They're only paying for for so he's ten million a year. I think or eleven million a year. They're only yeah. paying for three million of his contract. So it's not like they're they're investing a huge amount. They'll give him what a sixth round pick, whatever. It's probably you're probably taking. I think like it's a, a low risk time. high. I think it's a low risk. Like high reward if he plays well. Any like, chance? Any chance they take a, a quarterback maybe later in the draft? Maybe I, a second I do, or third I do, I do agree. Belts? I do, I, I do like that. I do like guy like Kyle Trask, guy like Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond showed a bunch in the Senior Bowl. I love, I like him a lot from what I've seen. He, he looks great. He's just not talked about because he didn't play phenomenally in college or specifically last season. He didn't play phenomenally, but dude's got a buttload of potential. Throws the ball very well. He could sling the rock just like any of these other quarterbacks in the top. Accuracy struggles a little bit. That's where you see the interceptions go up. That's why you see him not in the first round. But Kyle Trask, unbelievable in his senior year at Florida. But yeah. he's just not the it factor that you want in a quarterback. He's kind of like a, a, a game manager, I feel like. In college, I'm not saying he was a game manager. He's unbelievable, in but, but I think a game manager is acceptable for a team who is already built to win. I, I but it, it yes. just depends on the team. That's why a game it's, manager usually gets taken later in rounds to good yeah. teams who already have a, a maybe. A I do, or, I do or think there's good game. success, there's successful game managers in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not saying that game managers aren't successful in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is a high end game manager. He does what he needs to do to win games and he does it, does mm-hmm. it well. He wins the games. I do think that's that's a, a player comp, I would say, to Kellen Mond. He's a guy that's not going to change a game, but 
if you want a guy that changes the game, you look at the top three quarterbacks. It, you know what it is? Uh, you know, I think a quarterback like that is almost like a pitcher in baseball. It gives you five innings and three runs. Yeah. He's going to keep yeah. you in the game. That's all you want. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you 110%, but I don't really want to talk about quarterbacks, to be honest. Well, can I, I talk Can want... I talk about one more quarterback? Because we really no. didn't talk about Zach Wilson. I, I think that's who the Jets ultimately are going to oh, take. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go um, ahead. I, I, I like what I saw from Wilson in the pro day. I did watch that. Obviously, everybody loves the arm strength. The accuracy was decent. The only thing that scares me is his uh, supposed, supposed gunslinger mentality. Um, I think the Jet fans are going to be scratching their heads at some of the throws he makes at times, but I think that's something that's going to happen with every rookie quarterback. Um, Zach Wilson's a phenomenal prospect. Yeah, Believe I, it there. I, phenomenal I, can't, prospect. I can't wait to see what he does. And I'm excited for the future. I think hopefully we won't have to go through this uh, same scenario three years. In, I mean, we'll, days, co- but... we'll cover it briefly next week. Uh, let's hope they actually take Zach Wilson. You never know what's going to happen imagine, on draft night. Could you imagine if they took Mac Jones? I was talking to my, uh, my, my religion teacher, Mr. Night. Santos. I said I would no longer be a Jets fan if that happened. So if they take Mac Jones, maybe I'll draft night's been migrate crazy, nowhere dude. to uh you ever to watch Giants. Draft Day? Draft Draft Night's nuts. Draft Day, the movie you're talking about? Yeah. Draft one of the day. one of the one of them that movie made absolutely no sense. No, it didn't. Kevin Costner loses all his picks. He has the number one Gets overall pick. Yeah, number one overall pick, traded it. Then draft uh, then no, he moved up to number one, sorry, for three first round picks, and then drafted the guy he could have gotten at eight, and then got some of his picks back. But he didn't get his second round picks back. He got no, all of them back. He didn't get his second round picks back. Oh, who, does, who cares? He got he got all his picks back. That was, I, that was the point I, of the movie. They should make a Let's sequel. stop talking about the movie. We're, on, not, we're not advertising <laughs> Kevin Costner here. Hold on. They should make a sequel to that movie where it's like he comes back and the Browns just went 1-15 and he's fired. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. I'm silently laughing over here. Yeah. All right. Uh, so – uh, Jets at, 20, at 23. We'll talk about the okay, Jets, Jets second, second first round pick. I do. I don't know really what the Jets need. I have a couple guys in mind. I know John knows Jets better than I do. I don't really know who they need currently. So- um, I think some highlighted positions are, are definitely the running back position. Um, although I, I think they could go second round, but I don't really want them to do that. I, I yeah. put it here. Um, I do. Th- I do know, think I, it's going to happen it, first round. I think that it, it's Najee Harris or bust. If Najee Harris is taken before the Jets ha- have a chance, don't take a running back. Don't just get a running back to get him. I think you want to get your guy. I feel, I feel like I feel like in in years past, the Jets have had more agile running backs than Najee Harris. I'm not saying Najee Harris is not agile. I just think, you know, they've had like the skinnier guys that don't run through people, but, but they can break it, off. But has it worked? What running back are you alluding to? Travis Etienne. All right. I think I, I, to me, I, I, I'm really dying for a power back. I want a guy who's just going to pull, pull those. I understand over. what you're saying. Power backs are m- much more fun to watch, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than a guy who could just juke. The, yeah. The excitement level definitely uh, increases there, but it really is dependent uh, on that offensive line. So maybe you could go with an offensive lineman. Wouldn't be opposed to that. It's not an exciting pick, but it's something that's necessary. I think maybe a second round defensive. It, it is rumored that the jets have been looking at an edge rusher, which they have, longed for 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 now probably 15 years here we go uh, all right i'll give you two players from what i've heard you guys need a boundary corner from what i've watched corners another one kid defensive end i'll give you two players defensive end gregory rousseau miami everybody's heard of him he was supposed to be a top five pick this year uh you're just a, a miami sudden, fan all of a sudden no no he's gonna <laughs> fall in the draft that's why i'm mentioning him okay gregory rousseau is a very raw defensive end he used pure athleticism to get sacks as a freshman at Miami, which is why he succeeded. He rushed through the middle, which is 
if you guys don't know, I don't know what the gaps are called because I don't really do that much research on it. But middle he rushes with the def- he rushes with the defensive tack uh, with the uh, with the defensive tackle next to him, and he rushes towards guards. He runs straight towards a guard, mm-hmm. and guards are not as athletic as a tackle is. It's just proven. Uh, guards are not athletic. Well, I'm not saying they're not athletic, but they're most offense line aren't exactly the greatest they're, athlete. They're less yes. athletic than others. Yes. <laughs> so Greg Rousseau used his athleticism and his advantage, did not use hand placement. His hand placement needs to be worked on. Very raw talent. And I do think that if he falls there, it's a guy you have to look at. Because if you could get his hand placement and get his, you know, get maybe get some finesse moves on him, he's gonna be a phenomenal talent. I am a little scared of of raw players. The Jets have taken chances yeah. with raw guys, guys like Dean Milner, guys yep. who come out of these good colleges, just expecting them to be ready. So you have to be worried. But also, yeah. I really don't know what the Jets to succeed at when they draft these late first-round picks. I think the last one that I can remember is maybe Muhammad Wilkerson, if you want to count that. Sheldon Richardson, right. if you really want to Both count right that. players. But I mean, the last time we were near 23 was 20, and that was Darren Lee. So, so yeah, the Jets guy still really on your good. team? No, oh no, he went to the to the Chiefs and then he kind of bust out of the league. But but the Jets don't have a ridiculous track record of drafting yeah. guys. The Bergeshaw Ferguson is one. Oh, that was a second round pick. Nick Mangles another. But you know, really, not a great track record. Uh, Paul, anything about the Giants? Maybe them trading down? Maybe them uh, looking to take a wide receiver? Obviously, Dave Gettleman is not known for trading down. Never has and. Uh, times has said he never will, but I think times might have to change. Uh, I am a big fan of, I don't think there's a player at 11 that jumps off the board unless Jalen Waddle falls. I don't think there's a player that jumps out and he says, oh, we have to take him at 11. He's that it factor. I do think if there's one guy you're looking at, it's Micah Parsons. Mike Parsons is a do-it-all linebacker. Sure, questionable off the field. I'm not Defin- judging. Definitely, definitely does it all off the field as well. I was terrible, but <laughs> what, what, off the field issues let's, uh, that could be worked on with a little money, right? You get paid money. You tell him not to not to do it anymore. He's fine. He won't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But we've seen we've seen Johnny Manziel a, get some money. He's a guy who could rush off the edge, tackle at an elite level, and probably even play coverage. I haven't really seen much of it in the highlights I've watched, but he's a guy that is a sideline to sideline linebacker, which is – not easy to find in these drafts. I do think linebackers as a deep linebacking class. So I do think there's guys you could get second, third round. I do think there's other positions that we need to address. I, I do like uh, Jalen Waddle is just something else. In my opinion, I, I love everything that guy does. If he, if he were to fall to 11 and the giants didn't take him, I might cry. So I, uh, I'll maybe I'll post a picture on the Instagram of me crying after you know the Giants don't take Jalen Waddle if he's there, but I, I they don't there's take no him, way they pass on him. They need a wide if they don't receiver. take Jalen if they don't take Jalen Waddle if Jalen Waddle's there, it, it's just it, like I don't it, even know what to it say. It would be it would be rather deep such Gattelman. a Giants. It, it would it, be such yeah. a Giants thing to do. But I'll I'll, I'll Dave, address Dave Gettleman in his little cubicle office that they they're gonna yeah. show on the on the uh, on the war yeah. room. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly address what's been going on the last few days in the Giants. Dave Gettleman's a huge Micah Parsons fan. The maybe, maybe too big a one. All right, stop. All right, I gotta uh, stop with the Micah. Stop Parsons with the Micah Parsons I- jokes. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah, phenomenal off the field too. Uh, out, I can't out, help it. Outrules the off, <laughs> off field issues. Oh, the boy. the uh, 
I don't, the management, I guess I could say everybody else on like, you know, like general manager, assistant manager, general manager, everybody else loves JC Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. I think he's a good player. I don't think the Giants particularly need defensive backs. He's a great yeah, player. We've, they, and you guys really don't need a corner at all. Head, head coach Joe Judge, mm-hmm. big fan of Devontae Smith. I happen to not be a huge fan of Devontae Smith. I, I'm one that thinks that a guy, his weight, I, I understand weight's been a huge question about him. I don't think a guy at his size will succeed the way everybody thinks he will in the NFL. And that's just my opinion. I think his issue is he's not like a 5'8", 160 guy. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's, he's six, six foot. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's he, it, it's yeah, not, it's like tall. It's like, it, that's a high school size. You see that in a high school guy. And I know obviously yeah. he's so talented and I'm rooting for the guys. I always root for these college guys because it's always cool to see, see people who, who kind of incredible talent size. In- he I mean, creates that's separation at an unreal level. 160 is near my size. Obviously, I'm I'm much smaller, but near both of our that's an average human being. So I'd love to see an average human being succeed in the NFL. He's he he would be one of those guys that if I were to draft him, I'm putting him on a weight program. He <laughs> guys that skinny, I feel like could snap like you you bend it and they snap. It almost hey, looks like. Hey, we're going to take you to 11. Just, uh, we're going to give you five cheeseburgers on your flight through. Perfect. Gain him some weight, dude. <laughs> I just, I do think that, you know, if he's not a slot guy, boundary receivers have to be physical. You've seen plenty of guys are very physical on the boundaries. I have a, uh, I have a question. I, I know there's some, some Eagle supporters who may listen to this podcast. Oh, we gosh. are in the tri-state oh, area. Gosh. Um, I myself, I'm not a, a huge Philly fan at all, but uh, I do have a question regarding the Eagles quarterback situation. Any chance that they scoop in a quarterback, maybe in the second I, I don't round? think, I don't think that they will take a quarterback in the first round. I do think they need, they desperately need a playmaker. It, Jay, Jalen, is Jalen Hurts the answer? That'll be the question in no, year two. No, I, I, I do think he's a, I do think he's a bridge quarterback. I do think he's one of those not like not Teddy Bridgewater, but I do think he's <laughs> a bridge quarterback. Which no if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know what that means, it's kind of like the guy that serves, kind of fills the void for a couple of years until for, for Jet fans. For Jet fans, that would have been Josh McCown for a season. Uh, perfect. That's the perfect bridge quarterback. Gi- Giants fans, we've had Eli Manning for the last. I wouldn't years, call so him really a bridge, don't. though. That's a little unfair. He's the opposite of a you know, bridge. You know, you know who the bridge was? That was um, what's his Daniel name? Jones. <laughs> no, oh come on, what's his name? Oh, like he's a Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner was your bridge quarterback because he didn't have. He had a really Kurt bad Warner, season. With Kurt the Warner was on the Giants. I don't even he, remember he was that. a Giant for five games. Then Eli stepped in. Oh yes, 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 yes. Huh? That was that. Bridge quarterbacks are usually older veterans yes, that come in veterans. and. And you know, they terrible. fill the void. Until they're you... not terrible. I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick was, was the definition of a bridge quarterback, and he played pretty yeah. fuck. Ryan Fitz... mm, he played pretty well. Watch your language, Paul. Ryan, he played pretty well. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been a bridge quarterback for eight teams and then suddenly takes <laughs> the uh, starting job for their team. So I don't really know what, what you want to call Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I do think the Eagles have the draft receiver. I do think that there's plenty of guys that are going to be on the board for them. But, you know, I do think Devontae Smith's a perfect fit for the Eagles. That's my opinion. Paul, I think uh, you think we've covered everything today. Any, any other points yeah. you want to, to talk about? You think we're good? Keep on keep on cherishing this Knicks moment if you're a Knicks fan. Yep. Keep on cherishing Jacob DeGrom pitching because you won't see this for much longer. Yeah, that, well, we have to talk about that next episode about his opt-out. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think we've covered all bases. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. We'll be promoting the episode. 
Make sure to follow us on TikTok. Although we haven't posted in a while, we'll, we'll tell or we'll try to help out Al with those. Um, Alan Hunter will most likely be back for next, uh, next episode. Um, unfortunately, Hunter had to play his rank game. Fair enough. He he better have won. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I uh, hope we see you for episode Peace, nine. Boys. This has been episode eight of the Rush Hour Pod. We'll see you tomorrow. Deuces. Actually, tomorrow. See you tomorrow. I'll see you later. See you later. <laughs>